0: Even
1: 2, tonight. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine
2: running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Hello and welcome to Louisville's Best Podcast. It's such an honor to be able to speak to you over these airwaves. As always, Around the room, you have at least three of us, at least every week there's three of us, but sometimes there's four, sometimes there's more, but today, only three. John, how are you, sir? Oh, wow. (laughs) Brian, how are you? (laughs) John, John, you
1: got to start the podcast off. We're bringing it hot tonight, John. Come back
2: to me. I've had a day. (laughs) Brian, what's up, buddy? Brian, question of the day. Yep. Very first
1: show you watched on Disney Plus. Uh that would be The Mandalorian. <laughs>
2: followed
1: by none other than Rescue Rangers. Oh nice. Oh yeah. John,
2: John first show you watched on Disney Plus. Gravity Falls. Season oh, one, episode one.
1: Season one? Timmy. Episode
2: one. Uh Mandalorian. Oh, of course. Yeah, yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah. It was good. Uh that's what we're talking about this week. We all got Disney Plus. We all we all got Disney Plus
1: this weekend. We all
2: got plused by Disney. We
1: got uh, we got somebody a brand new job filling in for Bob Iger this <sighs> week because of how successful this was.
2: Oh yeah, it was insane. My. So we all got Disney Plus. We're all pretty excited about that. But before we go there, uh, we do have a voicemail this week, John. Yes, we do. Let me uh, let me see if I can John's find it. John's gonna pull hair. it up, get it ready to go, uh, and then we're gonna talk
0: all Disney all the time. Are we doing? Sure. Let's see here. Whichever one. Just get crazy, John. All right. This is this comes from. Well, uh, let's, just, let's just listen to it. There we go. Oi, it's John Snow. Jon Snow? An egg take But it doesn't matter. I wanted to warn you that winter is coming. It is cold. Christmas comes with it. So you need to gather all your loyal subjects from House Alambol, House Mattingly, House how House Ferris, I
2: didn't know he knew Charlie's last name. And
0: make sure... You're ready to battle. There's still white walkers. And they will come out on the blackest of Fridays. So
1: be prepared for battle.
0: Winter is coming. And the dead come with it you will always be my queen. <laughs> <laughs> don't talk over, Jon Don't interrupt, Jon Snow. <laughs> no. Sorry, I forgot. I didn't realize I had telephones in Westeros. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't realize uh, I had that. Uh, in, in King's Landing. Yeah. Oh, is
1: King's it Landing. only okay. in King's Landing?
2: Yeah. Be- before we get into Disney+, Plus, speaking of Game of Thrones, um, that the main actors from there, Emilia Clarke, is in a new movie last called Christmas. Last Christmas. Now, do you guys want me to spoil it for you?
1: Yes. Isn't it based on the Wham song? She gave it away.
2: <laughs> spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. We're going to spoil Last Christmas for you. Okay. It's based off the Wham song. Last Christmas. Okay. I gave you my heart.
1: Mm-hmm. The next day you gave it away.
2: The, she, a year before, had a heart transplant. A year later, the guy she falls in love with is the ghost of the guy that gave his heart to her. Last Christmas, I gave you my heart. That Are sounds you
1: kidding me? That'd have been better as a zombie movie. That's than a, that's the movie. Wow! Can't wait.
2: Can't wait.
0: Yeah. So there you go. That's garbage.
2: Last Christmas. Yeah. That's that's total garbage. I'm so glad I got the spoil. Well, I'm,
0: I'm back on now. Earlier, I was off, so now I can tell you what my, how <laughs> oh, I've been doing.
2: Oh, John's all right. John's <laughs> yes. recovered.
0: Well, I haven't quite recovered yet. I'm still trying to catch my breath this afternoon. I went to Mammoth Cave National Park today with sixty seven middle schoolers. I really, really thought at one point we were only going to come home with about thirty five of them because you know the first thing a middle schooler will do when they um somebody tells them not to do it is they just automatically do it. Yeah. So when we got to the part where they call the bottomless pit, and like half of them were like leaning over, looking down in, and it's like get out of there! And uh, then I had to climb up 350 stairs to get out of the th- cave. And I really thought at one point I was just going to just say, just leave me here. Let me just be a permanent <laughs> just, fixture, like at, uh when
2: you climb Mount Everest and there's
0: people dead on <laughs> yeah. the way up. Because <laughs> <laughs> then you, not only do you have to climb up these these this big fire tire to get out of the pit then you have to walk like uphill to get out of the cave it's like a half mile on uh, on an incline then you have to go up another set of like 400 stairs to get out and then you get to the top and then you have to wrap yourself back around the hill which is another i don't know I felt like 15 miles yeah. And it was just horrible. It was like one of the worst things ever. Did any of the kids throw
1: something into the bottomless pit?
0: No, they didn't. I was I was very shocked and surprised that they didn't. So that's that's that was my uh,
1: Nobody was like, Hey, I've got a penny, let's make a wish. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, because I think that I
0: think the I think the park ranger would have sent them in after it. <laughs> We don't leave
1: foreign objects in this cave. <laughs> he
0: was like, here's is a natural cave." Well, he was like, "Make sure you don't take anything with you but your memories, See, and don't that's leave anything awesome. but your footprints." <laughs> and was that like a poem? Like when you wait. And if you reach up and you touch the top of the cave at any point. It is a federal fence. Don't touch. What's the first thing they're doing in there? LeBron James. Baby. And so I was standing there. <laughs>
1: LeBron James of all players. They and could have emulated. Oh.
0: And I could have gone to federal prison today. I didn't realize it until I was already out and back up to the top of the hill. I, I could have gone to federal prison. Don't say it over live air. You're going well, no, to They're we're, coming I, for you. I think dude. we're okay now. Because I was sitting there and I, was, I, I, I got, was bored. So I started reading like the restrictions. There was like, no firearms, no fireworks, no explosives, no blades of any kind. And I was like... Ooh, there's my pocket knife. Yeah. I'm Ooh. glad they didn't take, you know, make but us they go. used to sell pocket knives yeah, they, in the gift shop. Or you could get one of the ones that had like the, that was like the switchblade comb. Oh. That was the best. Mm. You get them there or you can get them, you used to maybe now, get them like at um, Boonesboro. Now, which cave, you which cave did Christmas you go to? Oh, yeah. Which cave was it? It was Mammoth.
2: Was Mammoth when, where you went when the Kyle, Wesley Kyle incident happened or was that Moringo? See, I don't think I was there for that one. So I don't, wait, wait, I don't remember. The, I would have been in eighth
1: grade. So I would have been a freshman.
2: Yeah. Maybe your class didn't go. I know Aaron's class went.
1: More than likely we didn't get to go.
2: So it was probably like eighth and 10th grade or whatever. And Phil bought a boomerang in the gift shop. (laughs) And he's standing there and he throws the boomerang. And instead of the boomerang going forward, it goes directly sideways and catches Wesley right in the middle of his forehead and it's just like an
0: explosion <laughs> of blood it was a real boomerang <laughs> it was a real boomerang he dropped dingoes <laughs> with it his and
2: like dropped wesley with it and busted his head ho- wesley still has a scar to this day oh my god in goodness. his forehead from that incident he's so, like, like i'm sad you guys missed out on that and then a, you
1: all ended up at the galleria downtown <laughs> <and> <laughs> went to arby's
2: <laughs> anyways uh we are going to talk disney plus today um, enough enough cave talk, John. I'm sorry, I could go on uh, all night. I know
1: you could. Speaking of caves, if I was stuck in a cave, I know what I wish I had, and it'd be Disney Plus. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> if we get trapped in Mammoth Cave today in a massive earthquake. Hey, as long as I got to my Disney Plus. As long as I had my cave. phone and, and,
0: uh, uh, <laughs> and, and a, a Wi Fi connection, I'd
1: <laughs> have been good for the rest of my life. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's a nice segue.
1: All, all yeah, 35 yeah. minutes of my life that's left. Hey, but, but I'm going to enjoy those last 35 minutes. I'm going to watch hours.
2: chapter two in The Mandalorian. <laughs> all right. So uh, we talked about the first thing we watched Uh, John let's talk about our favorite thing All of us It's probably been the Mandalorian Um, Oh yeah We are going to spoil the first episode of Mandalorian So John Thoughts about Mandalorian Oh spoiler alert warning You didn't get it up for last (laughs) Christmas
1: (laughs) Nobody's watching last Christmas Or wants to go see that I I don't know where it's at now That's right. right. Spoiler alert Spoiler alert
0: We hadn't heard that in a while
1: we haven't had anything to talk about.
2: We are spoiling the Mandalorian, spoiling the Mandalorian, whatever. Here we go. John thoughts about the Mandalorian.
0: I, I loved it from the opening Lucasfilm.
2: Oh, and it shows all the different yes, characters. And they were all,
0: yeah. That was very cool. The, the idea that they're, they're rebranding star Wars in that way. And yes. they're going to be, do, they're going to be using that. Cause I mean, they got the new, they got the other show they're going to have coming out. Um, I didn't know what to expect. I told Carla the other night we were getting ready to watch it, and I, she's like, "You want to?" I said, "Nah, I think I'm gonna wait till this weekend." She said, "Why?" Well, it's because I'm scared. I have a I'm strong really opinion about Star Wars here in a second, but scared remind me the... about this. And then <clears throat> it started out, and it basically was a Star Wars movie. Let's just call it what it was, because the, the production value was not television level value. Yeah. There There's a couple things in it where we were kind of like, "Ah, oh, it looks like the prequels the way they did some things," but for the most part for me it was it was it was movie value and the mm-hmm. acting was movie value um, I'm glad they, they didn't stray away from like the um, when they were doing the translation text it was the same font same yeah. color yeah. all that type of stuff and then they struck up the spaghetti western music yes and I was just like Boom. And I was totally into it at that point. I mean, I was like, how are they going to mix this in? Because they did a great job. I mean, they they really did an incredible job of mixing in this idea that it is going to be like a Western style show. Right. And at the same time, still keep that kind of star Wars feel. I mean, if you're going to get into technicalities of it and things like that in a technical way, I'm glad that they decided to go with the star Wars way of, of, Doing scene changes with the blurs moving across, yeah, and and, and they went back to all that kind of the swipes, did those type of things. Um, they they didn't. You can really tell, and I think, and I, I hate to bring up the last Jedi on this, but I think. The well, no, I, I rewatch it and I hate it too now. I mean, I, I'm hey. totally come over to your the dark side on this because I was like, I'm gonna watch this one more time before the new one comes out. That so was a like, click, and I got to the purple hair woman, and I was like, this sucks. <laughs> and then I just turned it off. I was like, there's no way I can watch
1: this. I'm, I'm happy for you, John. I'm glad you finally been woken.
0: But I think what they've done though is is they've really they realized what they had done with that, and they realized yeah. how bad that movie's ter- how bad they, that movie. They went is. back to the original trailer, and they've gone back. And they're using the formula. They're yeah. using the, the Star Wars formula, yeah. and that's what they should do. They're they're not messing around with things. They're they're,
1: they're staying right where it's at. Um, and let's give John Favreau how you yeah, yeah that's good. like that. He just. I mean, I thought that was wonderfully directed. Um, it, like you said, it looked the the previews looked so good for it. Yeah. That I was really worried that that was the best parts that we were right. going to see. And then when it went in, and then of course when the IG <coughs> uh, Eleven I think. showed up, I was just like, "Oh, this!" Is, and then, and then the way they had the the droid actually operate and work, and I was like, "Man, this is great!" And then mm-hmm. of course the whole kind like yeah, of like partner kind of thing there. Like I kind of thought I was like, oh, "Okay, here's how this story is going to go: They're going to build this kind of friendship between you know Mandalorian and a droid, and then you know that didn't quite work out as well. And then we get to the very end, and it was like, "What in the world could this thing be?" that could be alive or dead and then we'll get to that in a second. Yeah, and I then want, we I saw that i was down. just like uh, whoa wait a minute to, so
2: let me talk about something i really liked and, and i've expressed this over the last few years every time we talked about star wars movies though i really liked the force awakens but the thing that really turned me off from it was all of their aliens were over the top cgi it just none of it felt natural you none, about the force awakens
0: Yeah, I mean, even Maz, Mada's canteen and stuff. I hated those. Really,
2: I didn't really like. Maz is terrible. I've I've expressed
1: that over the. We we, we know it's your Jar Jar Binks. It's it's
2: my Jar Jar Binks, but like when she's also when she's trying to like trade and get food and all that at the thing that the big like fat slimy whatever is very uh, is very uh, CGI as well. I felt like in the Mandalorian. That I think it's my microphone. It's acting crazy. By the way, Um I felt like in the Mandalorian, it was very back to basics. Like it felt like real, actual, uh like costumes and or puppets for like a better words. Everything felt more natural. It didn't. It didn't come off as CGI.
0: Well, and I think the thing about it was with me is is even from the opening scene. I mean, because it's it's almost a. Now it's it's kind of a Star Wars staple now to have some kind of cantina yeah, scene yeah. going, and it it had that kind of that I, I don't I don't I want to say that kind of New Hope vibe to it. Sure, but it's it's had it, it had a New Hope vibe, which is what you were hoping it would have. Yeah. But it was a totally you know the time frame, of course, being re- post Return of the Jedi. I thought they did a really good job of bringing in. The ideal of, well, the empire's gone and, and who's in charge of anything now? Nobody's in charge of nothing. Yeah, you like at
2: one point he, he offers the bounty and he's like, I got these empire, whatever. Yeah, the and he's like, Credits. Like that's worth anything now.
0: Yeah, the credits ain't worth nothing anymore. Yeah. And so my thing is, is that uh, the question I have is, 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 before we start breaking down scene to scene, is, Carla was not a big fan of it. She wasn't a huge fan of it. She said she thought it was boring. She, she thought it was kind of slow going. But one thing I liked about it, and this is from start to finish, and I don't know how you guys feel about this with, with Star Wars, but I really like the new gritty tone we're seeing with it. Yeah. Um, they're modernizing the tone. It's I mean, Movies and stuff always are kind of a reflection of the uh, politics and the social, social things that are going on within society. But I always felt that, even though I'm a massive Star Wars fan, I always felt that uh, Star Wars, A New Hope, Empire Strikes Back, and Return of the Jedi were very, uh, for lack of a better term, glossy. They were socially glossy movies. It didn't seem like there was any... Okay, I didn't really feel like there was a whole lot of angst and really rooting for the rebels. Okay, because there was nothing. <laughs> you didn't really feel like they were ever in massive amounts of danger, other than the something blowing up. I mean, there was no grit to it. Uh, the prequels did a little bit of that when they had the um, when they had all That's the right Jedi's killed. Yeah, yeah. But you really see it in the new phase of Star Wars. Even even the. the um, Force Awakens was a little bit glossy in its take, but that's one of the episode movies, and they're kind of going for that. But you get like Rogue One. Mm. I I know Solo's not well received, but I I still like Solo. Uh, Solo was good. Um, That one scene in Solo where they're on the mud planet, and that's one of my absolute favorite scenes because that's something you never see. Just the the, okay, Star Wars should be a war, and that war should be violent and deadly. You know, that's my thought. Well, this picks it up, and it's post. Basically, they're in a almost in a post apocalyptic Star Wars vision here because the New Republic is still not completely in control of yeah. everything you're out in the outer rim area and I really really like the grittiness of it the the whole idea that it's not glossy it's not well it's, it's not our generation Star wars they I mean it's I mean they, they cut a dude in half in the first scene with a door <laughs> yeah. I mean of course they didn't show it I mean so his legs kind of flop sure. there but at the same time i'm I'm enjoying the idea that there's this that the, that the that the Star Wars universe is where it should be it's it's always been meant to be old everything's old nothing's new because there's no nobody's building anything it's sure. the empire has shut down any type of innovation it's just what we can do and here we are post empire and it's all torn to pieces and and it's okay it's the world of bounty hunters you know the, it's ruled by chaos now and i like that idea I, I like this idea of what they're doing i like when you saw the stormtroopers they had the stormtroopers right, they but, all dirty but they're all dirty and, and you know and it's just like it's just like they're almost like basically what they're like bodyguards for that one dude in the room right, Yeah. and so i'm really liking that bend they're taking on i like the way they're going with that um so, i i, I hope ahead. they're setting up I, I kind of felt, as much as I liked it, I almost at the very end felt a little bit, oh, here we go. Let's come off of it. He's like, God saves this, saves the baby, and uh, it's going to be where are we go. But I, I wonder if they're really going to go that way. I mean, what what's how what road are they going to go down? That's the well, big question. For, for
2: me, it, it set itself up. All right. So to me, it felt like Firefly, which, yes. you know, I have a, I have a love for Firefly. But it, it feels like he feels like Mal, the captain. Because one thing that I really liked is that he was not this all invincible hero. Like he got hurt, or he was not. He didn't do everything right when he was like, "All right, here is what we're gonna do," and it, it didn't go to plan. I like that about like uh, your lead. I don't want them to be like Indiana. Well, not Indiana Jones because he's exactly like that. But like somebody that just everything they do it works out to perfection. Right. Like I felt like that's and if you watch the second episode, you, that really gets like. Ramped up even more, which
0: we're going to do after we
2: uh, going to do it. After uh, we uh, get done with this, to me, so like if you're familiar with Firefly, like what they found is basically your your river figure or character, and uh, and in the second episode, even more. There's a lot about the ship. Which reminds me a little bit about Firefly. Well,
0: and and even the ship itself looks like a Firefly class. Yeah. Small Firefly class. Old, uh, beat up. And (laughs) the guy at the very beginning was like, Ah,
2: I mean, I can get us a better ship. And he's (laughs) like, shut up, get on the thing.
0: Yeah. Of course, in the beginning, they had to have their obligatory big monster attack, (laughs) which was cool. I mean, that was fine. I don't have any problem with that. Um,
2: So let me ask you this, though. Before we get to the big reveal that happened, your favorite part of the episode, besides the big
1: reveal, Brian, well, I think that that was one of the things I was going to talk about was it was like, for the first time in probably since Rogue One, okay, I felt when I watched that, I was completely fanboyed with it. Oh, yeah. I was just completely excited. I was like, this is finally oh, yeah. a Star Wars quality that I've been hoping for. It's not some garbage <laughs> like, oh, we're going to snook you out, you know, and all that stuff. It was just so well written and put together the whole movie. like As soon as it ended, um, I went and told Jen. I was like, oh my gosh, you've got to sit down and watch this. She's like, I'm not a real big Star Wars fan. I said, that's the point of I'm it. you have got to watch it. Because it's great. Um, we unfortunately had to go to um, a funeral home. And we were, of course, everybody was talking about Disney Plus 2, oddly enough. And I'm just like over there completely just like up a booth. campaigning for the Mandalorian to run for president, apparently, um, on his platform. But anyways, I just, I just felt... Like for the first time in a long time, I just felt like I really had something that was Star Wars you that like I You felt like you watched enjoyed, the Star Wars movie. That I was like, sure. man, this is great. So, But if I had to pick out one scene um, that I really enjoyed, I would probably say hmm, the one that I liked the most was probably the sh- what I call the shootout. Yeah. Um, yeah. And the whole kind of, a little bit of the c- c- comedy with it that was, okay, I'm going to initiate <laughs> self destruct. <self-destruct. laughs> no, stop. stop. We're going to get stop. out of this. And it was just kind of like, Oh, I was expecting that, the robot to blow up right away. And yeah. that was
2: classic Star Wars humor. Yeah. Like it was that, great. that
0: was what they did. John, your your favorite part besides the big reveal? Other than the big reveal, I think I think you have to go with the um the opening scene. Yeah. The 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 very first scene that you see there. Mm-hmm. It was it was good. I I think the opening scene with the cantina because I'm always a big cantina guy. I, I like the cantina thing. It's it's a hallmark and it's a like, oh, it's a fanboy. Course, it's Star Wars. Of course you're fanboying. I'm you're an idiot. You, you haters just got to hate it. Cause I mean, that's just what part of it. I think other than that though, the one scene that I really like because I became a big fan of the Mandalorians during the clone wars cartoon or the, mm-hmm. the show. And I'm, yeah, I'm one of the geeks that watched that because I wanted to put it into the canon of my, uh, you know, the star Wars canon sure. that I, I like. And so I watched it all. They, that, that show, if you haven't watched it deals a lot with the Mandalorians. It has a lot to do with Mandalore. And, um, the scene where he goes to the the tribe i think is is one of the coolest scenes because you never see mandalorians at all they're not even mentioned in the in any of the other movies except for i think maybe once in one of the prequels or something may say something or maybe they don't. I can't remember. But they're never mentioned at all. I mean, they're just this side thing. I mean, the only reason we ever knew anything about the Mandalorians is due to the fact that Boba Fett wore Mandalorian armor. You right. come to find out George Lucas robbed us of that when he was a clone of somebody who wasn't a Mandalorian to begin, to begin right. with. But then when you go down and they show the tribe and they're all wearing the helmets, and, and even the little kids are running around with their helmets on. And I thought it was cool when uh, when he brought in that uh, that metal, the bascar, yeah, the bascar, and she and she melted it down, and then she made him an arm plate because you know where this is going. Slowly he, he's, building this guy, he's, he's going. They're building him the arm. He's building armor because she made some kind of comment but about it. They him. always. They
2: also. She said basically she didn't give it all to him. She said, "Good, this will help us
0: with the foundlings to help yeah. give them armor." And stuff like that. Uh, so she, so she made him an arm plate, which yeah, was like really cool. Guard, yeah. And it's gonna, you know, over time, that's gonna be part of it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Which you guys were talking the other night on back and forth about how how cool that this show would make a PlayStation four or five game. <laughs> oh my <laughs> yeah. gosh! And, and there's
1: goodness. a play in right there. You're, you get a, you gotta you know you gotta, you gotta go and you get this and you, you build your ship, armor out of that. You can do the armor. You can do your reputation. It's total fall. They could literally take the Fallout engine, put it in the Star Wars universe, and you've got a. Blockbuster game. Well, right see,
0: there. they got that new. They got that new game out now. That's that's space yeah. Fallout. Fallout yeah. in space, and um, yeah. and so. But anyway, that's so, that's a whole. Side
2: so part. for me, the part that I really enjoyed was just all the great kind of nods to the Star Wars movies. Like I like like the Cantina scene, like the Carbonite scene. The Carbonite it, scene was. was I, I was like, yes, and and uh, I, I loved when the the droid pulled up with the ship, and he's just like. No droids, Yeah. like yeah. no, yeah. no. Uh, but I love that they were they had silicious crumbs and cages and selling them this <laughs> food yes. uh, the, and and just so many different things like that. Um, and the the Ugnot, which is just a subtle alien character in in, in Empire. Yeah, they uh, run Cloud uh, City in Cloud City, mm-hmm. uh, and to make that almost kind of like a, a a pretty important character, uh, and just to kind of get a, a glimpse into that. Um, and, and several callbacks to different aliens from other movies, like we're pretty sure we saw Bosque, mm-hmm. the aliens that were guarding the the big reveal were from the Skiff off of off of with Jedi, Jedi yeah. with Jabba. So so many different things like that. I, I, that's what I enjoyed. It, it
1: was the fanboy yeah. thing where I was I, just like, yeah. oh, this is Star Wars. I'm uh, I'm back in it. I totally felt that it was partially an apology <laughs> from Disney so of like, hey guys, you know what? We we, so, got, we got the feedback from you. We rushed too much, too soon. We oh, we we had Disney, you know, or uh, Star Wars kill over here. So you know what? We're going to step back. Yes, we're not going to do anything. We're gonna we're gonna apologize with the Mandalorian. <laughs> You'll be back on board, and we'll move on for so, number nine. So
2: here's my strong opinion: the last the last Skywalker or whatever mm-hmm. the heck the super Rise movies ago. called, Ride Rise Skywalker, is not going to be good compared to what we're watching right now with the Mandalorian. They have they they screwed up last Jedi so much that it's got to, it's it's basically got to band aid over that movie and then tell their movie like i this is my strong opinion like it's gonna be a letdown to compared to what we're watching leading into well,
0: now. but I'll go back to what I said earlier about the fact that okay really, what you have here is is the the, the problem I'm seeing with Star Wars with this is and as much as I like The Mandalorian. And I, of course, if you don't have the Star Wars movies, you don't have it, but is that I really like this because it is the vision that I think Star Wars should be. It is the gritty,
2: yeah, dirty,
0: yeah. Uh, war-torn galaxy as it should be seen. Yeah. The Star Wars movies always kind of live in this kind of vacuum of you know okay you don't really see any okay even on the the, the planets of Tatooine where it's supposed to be so hardcore and horrible it's not really all that hardcore and horrible right. it's like I, I could live in down Tatooine you know <laughs> even though they got two suns and sand people then that's cool but this is kind of like okay some of these planets he went to especially the one where the where they where he picked up his um where he picked up this bounty. Right. I don't want to go there. The ice planet. Yeah, I don't want to go there. I mean, that place was... That place was in the... in the Stay off the ice. And the sand planet <laughs> was the same way. Whatever planet that was supposed to be yeah. was, okay, these places are really hurting from this war that's just being fought. Yeah. And and I like that. So the problem I think with this me is after watching this and after seeing movies like Rogue One, which really kind of played in that too. Mm -hmm. Solo had its moments of this, you know, the grittiness. They're taking it in. They're bringing Star Wars into that 21st century dystopian type of idealism.
2: Dystopian's a good a good description.
0: Where when you get to the last or the Rise of Skywalker, it's going to be that glossy. It's going to go back to episodic type of movie, and it's going to be kind of like well, this is not what I want it
1: to be anymore. Yeah. Yeah. See, I think that's part of the problem is, you know, we had four, five, six. Mm -hmm. They were so good. You know, like you said, childhood memories, total fanboy. And we always kept saying, oh, I wish there was more. I wish there was more. (laughs) And then we got the first three, and it was like, Uh, "Uh, okay, thank you, question mark. I don't know. And then now we're getting seven, eight, nine, and it's like, you know what? Maybe we should have just stuck with four, five, six. And it had good memories because. <laughs> uh, see, I don't, I don't. Seven, eight, nine have not done. Now, Rogue One, I love. Rogue One is very good, but seven, eight, nine, I, I almost could have done without. Well, I, I, I kind of, I, I partially agree with you on that, and
0: I, and I don't, because I like the idea of having seven, eight, nine. I, I stick with what Carla says. She says I want to see completion in the story. Sure. I
2: mean, I, I don't think that's what Brian's saying. No,
0: but but what I'm saying is is that for me, the thing about it is. I, I like that, like them, except for the Last Jedi.
1: I mean, I, I, I've kind of pushed that forever, and I came out tonight and just like, no, nah, it's it's terrible. But but I'm with Tim. I think number nine is not going to be very good because eight was so terrible.
2: I like, think I think nine's going to be good. I just think it's going to be not what it could have been.
0: I think what nine's going to be, as I equivalent it to the green belt out here by our house, <laughs> is you have this road, and <laughs> oh, you know they build the road, and it's a nice, it's a good road. It gets you to where you need to go, but then the road gets tore up like The Last Jedi, and then the... Rise of Skywalker has to be where they come in and they patch the road mm-hmm. and the road still works yeah. and it's still going to be a road, but it's going to be really bumpy. It's going to get, get b- you to b- where b- you want to b- go. B- yeah, it's a b- b- yeah. B- yeah. And I think JJ, it's it,
2: going to have some really good stretches. I mean, I, I,
0: I'll say I trust <laughs> JJ more than, uh, than, than most, than but I just, you can't tell me that he wasn't set in the last Jedi. out. He went, Oh crap. <laughs> oh no. But I, I, I go back to Brian's point.
2: I do feel like this was a little bit of an apology. Like, and, and, and John Favre is a great director. Yeah, yeah. And made some great things, and so like I think he he I think he's a fanboy like us, and he fanboyed out on this. Well, and I think that's what they need to do. And I think I
0: hope they learned their lesson when they brought in so do that is? <laughs> you don't you don't give it to people that are like well they oh, got a new vision. They canceled out the uh, Game of Thrones guys Good. trilogy. They this, that's have. gone. We got so. a new vision for
2: Star Wars. Yeah, right yeah. then,
0: she just said, "Okay, I'll see you later, man. You go do your. <laughs> they vision. need to
2: get rid of Kathleen Kennedy.
0: Go make a Battlestar Galactica movie with your vision. You know, <laughs> go make a Star Trek movie. So,
2: before we wrap up, let's talk about the big reveal. So, he was given a special bounty for, like, better words. It was to go find uh, someone that was fifty years old. And you get there.
0: It was awesome. <laughs> and yeah. and
2: you go in there, and they can't find this this. There's a life form detected pull back the thing and it's like this floating baby basket and it's and it's a little yoda
0: it's a little y- yoda it's yoda jr <laughs> only cow it's yoda i was like i was sitting there watching on the couch and i was like it's a baby yoda it's a baby yoda and he's like but i like what he said he was like they said it was 51 years old, yeah. which is interesting because that's one of the only times they ever drop an age in Star yeah. Wars. I think that's the only time we've ever heard an actual age. Well, it's one if, of the you, only if times. you
2: nerd out, you know
0: that Yoda was like three or four hundred years old He's or something not, crazy. He says he was 900, in, yeah. When you're when 900 years old, you be that's what he says in Empire sure. or Return of the Jedi. So, so that's one of the only times though you hear an age revealed. So them right. revealing that, so it, I don't, I think it's interesting that there's a connection between. Maybe it's just me playing too much into it, but they that they would age and say what this age was, and the only other person that we hear given age is Yoda. Right. So and, there's something and, there.
2: And by revealing the age early in the episode, it throws you completely off. You're not expecting that no, at all.
0: but here's the big... here's The
2: you're big. The co- whole time, you're like, who's it going to be? Who's it going to
0: be? Here's the big question, though, because when he got the bounty, the guy, the Imperial dude, because he's wearing an Imperial medal around his yeah. neck and everything, is like, okay, bring him in alive, but dead... Sp- Perfectly fine. Right. Well, then the IG shows up, which he is really cool. And the IG's like, he's dead. You know, we're gonna. That's yeah. part of the. And he's like, boom. And I thought the coolest part though I was like, oh, because you wouldn't expect it. They go through this whole battle. He jumps on this <laughs> this laser machine gun and just kills everybody. The IG, he shoots the IG basically in the head. Yeah. And then he's standing there, and they they pan out, and the last thing <laughs> you see is he pans out. And he's looking in this crib, and he reaches out his finger, and he's like. (laughs) i know it don't translate to podcasting but he's got his finger pointed out there (laughs) and he's like the little like the like the yoda things like reaching out to grab his finger (laughs) so
2: dude if you're wanting some yoda jr scenes i can't wait till you watch episode okay but
0: what's so cool about this is and this got me psyched like you said about star wars is okay you never see any other of this species this is the first
2: yodel or whatever her name is yeah that's the only one
0: that's only when you see right but but For whatever reason, George Lucas left out a backstory on Yoda completely. So what I'm hoping, my hope beyond hope is, is we will actually get that fill-in on this species background in the next few episodes of So I I
2: reached out to a a contact of mine that may or may not be my brother. Um, (laughs) And I asked, I said, so what kind of alien is Yoda? And he goes, we don't know. Yeah, nobody knows. George Lucas was very... Matter of fact about it, that his it's all going to be a mystery. We're never going to reveal it. We're not going to do this and blah, blah, blah. And, and now then, we got Baby Yoda. And then it's just like, hey, George, <laughs> here's a middle finger, you know. We got we got little Yoda Jr. in the Well, house. here's
0: your $4 billion little finger. I mean, your <laughs> little finger. I'm mean, going just give you this $4 billion middle finger.
2: YJ. That's what, I, I'm, that's what I'm calling him. Yoda, but, what's Y-J.
0: Yoda, YJ. 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 But, it, it, but all of a sudden, here he is. And he's laying there. And I'm like... It's a little baby Yoda. That's all I could say. It's a baby Yoda. <laughs> Carlos was like, "Oh, it's baby Yoda." Susie was like, didn't come in. I was like, "Look at this picture." She's like, "Of what?" I said, "Baby Yoda." She was baby Yoda. I was like, "Yes, look at the picture of baby Yoda." She's like, "Oh, baby Yoda." <laughs> like,
2: so I went upstairs. You know, your wife said it was kind of slow or whatever, and I was like, "Well, episode two is really good." And she goes,
0: "Is there more baby Yoda in it?" Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, "Everyone see baby Yoda?" Like, yeah, there is. And she's like,
2: "Okay, I'll watch
0: it." Guess what the big seller is going to be this baby winter? Yoda. It's going to be baby Yoda. Dude.
2: We got to turn this off and go watch the second chapter because I just want to talk to you guys about it. So, anyways, we'd love to hear your thoughts on the Mandalorian. We'd love to hear your thoughts on Disney Plus, which we really didn't even get to get into because we went all Mandalorian Star Wars fanboyed out. Um, So, leave us a message, uh, drop us a line, telling us our kids to be quiet in the background. We apologize for that earlier, but uh, thanks for joining us. As always, um, we're sorry. Brent,
1: yeah, you can catch us on Anchor, Facebook, SoundCloud, anywhere else you Uh, basically uh,
2: Stitcher, uh, anywhere
1: on the local corners. You know what? Better yet, make up a new place where you can find us. (coughs) We're there, we are
2: there. So, um, John's randomly distracted, so he hasn't started the music to end it or anything. So now we're going to talk about him, yeah. But
1: we're going to catch you on the flip side, players. Thanks again. Next episode will be Disney Plus, we promise. As well as the surprise topic, so Dude, tune in. Plus, oh, I got to run the...
2: Yeah, that's okay, John. We know you got distracted. That's a, he's, he's a popular so guy. so important, man. I'd be oh. on his daggone self-fire. It's
0: Baby Yoda!
1: He just changed his background on his phone to Baby Yoda. <laughs> YJ, that's what he's doing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm in the YJ fan
2: Club. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engines running.